0: Welcome to the Podglomerate.
1: For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to The Sex Wrap. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Sex Wrap. You're here with Spring and Andrew to talk about sex, relationships, and everything in between. Hey, Andrew.
0: Hey, what's between sex and relationships? Because let's oh. talk about that.
1: Oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, okay. Say that sex is your left leg, relationships are your right leg. (laughs) What's in the middle? Everything fun. (laughs)
0: Wow! All right. So, um, let's see: herpes and uh, syphilis and uh, all kinds. There's
1: nothing wrong with those things. Oh no!
0: Absolutely, no shame. (laughs) Like, uh, we want to help you prevent uh, STDs, STIs, but there's no shame, like. You know, we're humans. We're covered in little red bumps anyway. We talked about that. We have another episode. That's not what we're talking about today. How are you, Spring? What is going on with your life?
1: OMG. You know, actually, I've been pretty upset the past day and a half because a friend yesterday told me that they were being stalked by someone they went on one date with from a dating app. And... It's been really upsetting to me. Um, that's not the topic of our show today, but you know, that's something I would like to talk a little bit more about. You know, this. Um Uh, all of these things. They, but they really, it really gets to me, you know, and when they, this friend called to like, talk to me about it yesterday, you know, it really, um, it made me very angry and it, I'm, I'm just now starting to try to get over (laughs) this anger. Like that's been really, um, impacting me for the past couple of days. But
0: you want to know something really funky, like, uh, like I'm, so your friend, if you're listening, I'm really sorry that you have a stalker and, um, like, Hopefully that you you can have good support systems and quickly get rid of this person. Um, I've had a secret admirer for I don't know 15 years, and I don't know who they are. And I get what? random care packages uh, in my house, and normally it's like funky clothes or a pair of shoes. I'm like, well, oh, this is nice, and I still I, and I've never figured out who it is. Um, and since I moved to since I moved to my current condo. I haven't gotten anything and I've lived there for three years. Um, and just last week I got a package from my secret admirer who now knows my new address and it had four pink satin long sleeve shirts, the same shirt four times. Is one for me? You can have one. Yeah. I mean, they're, (laughs) they're super soft and comfy. Like you, like you could just like belt it right under your, your boobs and it would look like awesome. Um, that is pretty creepy. Yeah, it's super creepy. And uh, when it first started happening, uh, I was an undergrad at uh, Penn State, uh, and uh, I was with my current partner, actually, and I got my first box in the mail. And I was like, well, this is cool, Alan. Thank you for all of my stuff. <laughs> None of that Alan's was from I Alan. And, uh, it, it's just a, but it happens at random intervals. There's never any indication. I contact the companies that send the stuff and they're like, nope, this was like a cash purchase or this was like a from-the-store shipment purchase. And there's wow. no – yeah. So uh, it's like a weird – don't do that to people. Yeah, we're right? not,
1: like, we are not recommending this. Like you be can clear. be
0: someone's secret admirer for like a couple weeks in a sweet way, especially if they know who you are. And then tell tell me who you if you're my secret admirer and you're listening to the show, thank you for my button-down pink velvet shirt. I only needed one, and not from you, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so your friend, like. I'm not a woman and it's not a physical stocking experience. So for me, it's like this more ephemeral out there. Um, I also live on like the 10th floor of a building where there's a person at the front door and you need a key fob to get in. So I feel pretty secure in those spaces, but it's weird when someone who you don't know like figures out where you live and and like starts doing stuff there.
1: It's so bad, yeah. Anyway, let's, let's, um, you know... This is kind of the opposite of what we plan to talk about today. (laughs) So what we plan to talk about today is couple goals. Um, So, you know, the things we want to emulate in relationships. Um, So these are not the things we want to emulate. These are not the things we want to encourage. Um, But yeah, let's talk a little bit about some hashtag couple goals. Um, I'm excited to talk about um, where do we find role models for our relationships? chips
0: oh so whenever I, I i see couple goals out there on the internet i'm always a little bit disturbed you know, like people will point out stars or politicians or famous people and talk about their relationships or like, or royals in the UK or something like that. Like, we don't know what the relationships actually look like. We see like the perfectly prepared Instagram version of someone's life. That's not relationship goals. That's photographer and Photoshop goals. They're, they're very, very different. (laughs) Um, but I think we have to be really careful, right? With these couple goals kind of things. Um, and I think it's really unfortunate that most of the time people base their relationships on or their relationship goals on parents and grandparents or great grandparents or aunts and uncles, people who are really close to you in your life. And I think there's a lot of danger there as well. So I think couple goals are problematic. I think you should have like a couple philosophy and a couple orientation where you spend some time reflecting and writing down a list of things that are important for you and for your partner to have. But uh, I, I mean, when I think about couple goals, I think that we need to Start steering the entire world away from boomer couple, couple uh, boomer couple goals, and by that I mean, um, you see, like, oh, I need my she shed to get away from my awful husband, or oh, she's such a nag, I, I need my man cave, or oh, I'm going on vacation without my husband or wife because I have more fun without. Like, warning, red flag, stop immediately. This is over. Like, that should not be your couple goal.
1: So yeah, a lot of us have grown up with. Um, relatives you know that we've seen around a lot or even you know close family friends that have these styles of relationships and and it's heterosexual it's homosexual we see this in you know all different sexual orientations or relationships but the older generations have this um a lot of them not everybody but a lot of people in couples and um from these other generations are a little more um rude to their partners uh there's like meaning (laughs) this normalization of you know that they're like the ball and chain type thing that it's like something they've like been uh
0: like forced into
1: punished with yeah like you're punished with this relationship for the rest of your life um and, you know, we see a lot of that in um, media, whether it's social media, you know, we see a lot of memes like that. And in Hollywood, you know, we see a lot of dramatization of relationships like that. And so when we're surrounded uh, with, you know, images and and real life examples like that, yeah, it's hard to say what. What should my relationship look like as I'm getting older and, and as, and I'm like wanting to be in a longer term relationship, because that's not what I want my relationship to look like.
0: I mean, right. Like the whole world, like, and I love that you're talking about it, like media, like I'm trying to come up with media examples that are about like affirming, positive, supportive relationships of people who really like to hang out. Pretty much every sitcom that's ever been created is this ball and chain nonsense, like teaching people that you should be in a relationship with somebody who you feel trapped with or unhappy with or prefer to spend time away with um and I mean I don't normally say okay boomer normally I say boomer <laughs> are you okay but a, a lot of our relationships are based off of those kind of ideals and I, and listeners like whenever we post on social media about this episode like I want to hear your stories too like your parents or grandparents say these kind of demeaning things about the status of the relationship? And I'm sure some of it's a joke, right? Like sometimes people are just like, they're used to saying those, but I mean, there's an entire industry out there that's based on profiting off of people in semi happy relationships with somebody where they spend a lot of time and energy, like creating spaces to get away from them. So that, that is the opposite. This is like the anti-couple goals. Like, if you're moving into a relationship where you don't want to spend time with this person.
1: yeah, And I mean, even, you know, weddings and like bachelor and bachelorette parties and things like that are all kind of framed around that idea, right? Like, well, you're going to be stuck with this person forever. This is your last night of freedom. And there's like the, there's so many like ball and chain. I know because I went to Party City last week looking for a costume and (laughs) while I was there, I walked down the like wedding and uh, engagement aisle and I was horrified by like what. What all of the things said and what they were implying. Like I felt so uncomfortable. I was like, why would anyone want to get married if this is what we're selling as marriage? Like if this is what we're selling as like the longest term relationship of your life, probably. Like why would I want to enter into that?
0: <laughs> I mean, and it describes like this shows why we have such high divorce rates as well because people realize a couple years in they're like, oh this person who I entered into a relationship with under the context and the pretext of this is my last night of freedom, this is my (laughs) last hurrah, this is my last night out with the boys, like, of course you're going to be miserable inside of that relationship. So when we talk about couple goals, if you ever hear any of those boomer or sitcom stereotypes about relationships, like, that's the opposite. Um, But we need to take a short break. When we get back, we're going to talk about perhaps some better couple goals. All right, be right back, everybody. Welcome back to the sex wrap today we're talking about couple goals and we've spent the last 10 minutes talking about all of those terrible trite memes that have damaging impacts on our actual relationships and I think most of them are probably pretty toxic. Now, if you're one of my older relatives and you're listening, I am not explicitly calling your relationship toxic, but I'm also not emulating you in my everyday life. So, (laughs) which is true, right? Like, I don't want to emulate those relationships. And I think it's harder. Like, you know, I'm a gay dude and I'm with my partner and like, I don't have other gay relatives in happy, successful, long-term relationships. So I don't, I don't even have that model. I think gay people struggle with this sometimes Mm, as well. Like, Who do we look for? Before the show, Spring asked me who my couple goal was, and I was like, um, uh, and I have one now. And I'm going to stand by this Barack and Michelle.
1: Oh, I like that one. They seem
0: solid. They seem Mm. in love. They may or may not be, right? But the tabloids have tried to uncover dirt on them for like 20 years, and they've not uncovered anything. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. like, there we go. They actually seem to like each other. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's your turn. You've you've now had like an hour to think about it. Who who can you come up with?
1: Well, um, there are two couples um, in my life. They're not famous couples that other people know, but there are two couples in my life that when um, anybody asks me that I, um, I talk about as um, really emulating them. And one is my cousin, Kathy, and her husband. And they're very, very sweet, very in love, very supportive of each other, like supportive in all aspects, you know, what they do. And they've been together many years now and I'm just always so impressed by them. And yeah, Andrew, the other one is you. <laughs>
0: um,
1: I talk about your relationship a lot um, in my life. I think that you um, are so caring and the relationship that I see you in is so beautiful from all sides and um, and so nurturing. And, um, and I think the relationship that you have created in your life is um not only nurturing for you but for everyone around you it's like uh it's it flourishes and it like shines and i think it's really really gorgeous so um i i think that you know that's what we should all really be looking for. Like, look around in your life. Like, who do you see in relationships in your life that you're like, that's, I want to feel like that. I want to feel like how I see them feeling.
0: Oh, I'm tearing up. Thank you so much. Um, I worked really hard at my relationship, right? Relationships take work and it's not hard work or or bad work but it just takes a lot of effort um and it's not really that different from being a good friend it's not really that different from you know cherishing people in your life And, and, and i mean we have upcoming episodes about some of these other things like how you make people feel cherished and loved um but uh but thank you i feel i mean it makes me feel really good um that, you know, I exist in a space where there's a lot of love and support. And because of that, every person I get to interact with and all the people my relationship gets to interact with are, are built up by that love and support, too right? But it's not that different. It's like not that different from like friendships and healthy relation. But but the healthy relationship I have is because instead of me copying the relationships I saw in my life where people would fight with each other, I'm um, like, I have relatives who scream at each other all the time. And I moved out of my parents' house when I was 16 or 17. And I said, I'm never going to shout again. I'm never going to shout at a person I'm in a relationship. I'm never going to shout over somebody because it doesn't get to anywhere positive. Like if I have to shout to be heard, Let's talk about the problem in the relationship where I'm not being heard first, because shouting obviously is not gonna fix that issue
1: mm, yet. Mm,
0: yeah. Yeah. But uh I, I mean, for me, right, a lot of me figuring out my relationship or couple goals were looking at failures and other relationships in my life, not looking at positive relationships, but looking at places where I thought relationships were, were negative and trying to fix myself or address it or talk, communicate, talk about it all the time being like, let's talk about this issue so it doesn't hit us Um, because we're really good at seeing negative things or failures in other people's relationships. It's just really easy to see, especially if you're close to the couple. Um, We're not very good at doing that reflective analysis, like looking at ourselves and saying, all right, what happened to them to get them to this point? What do I have to do in my relationship to make sure I don't get to that point? Yeah. So it's it's really that that constant reflective process, like, all right, I don't want to have this mess. Um, and a lot of it's prevention too, right? Like before something gets bad in a relationship, if you talk about it first, if you work on solutions first, before it explodes, then you don't have the explosion that gets there, um, I oh, yeah, think that's really sweet.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like I like the idea of using, you know, people that you're close to in your life, too, because you do actually know more about their relationships than you know about casual friends on social media or stars or um, political figures, whoever it is that we're um, seeing in various ways in our life. We don't often really know the intricacies. So it is the people you know that you're closest to. And that's why even subconsciously, we are modeling our relationships off these ones that we see around us, right? Even if we don't realize it. So I think it's important to consciously say, who in my life has a relationship that I'm awed by? Who in my life has a relationship that makes me like, yeah, I want that. And then, you know, start to examine what those people do in that relationship, talk to them about that also, so that you can consciously learn about it and consciously make some of those choices in your own relationships.
0: It's all about, you know, modeling good behaviors and then being aware of negative behaviors and working on getting rid of them, working on self-improvement, uh, yeah. But we, I mean, we, we have other relationships where we talk about like what makes for a strong relationship, what makes for a happy relationship, other episodes, other episodes. You said other
1: relationships, no, other relationships.
0: <laughs> this is my only podcasting relationship at this time. Um, yeah, but really at the end of the day, like if you're going to spend your life with a person or multiple people, right. Cause this is about people who are in multiple person, poly relationships too. Like they have to work on these issues. Um, make sure that you actually want to spend your time with them. If you're in a relationship and you're already thinking about ways to spend more time away with that person, then then that's a problem and you should probably address it. Now (laughs) you should not have to spend all of your time with one person. I was just having a conversation with some of my friends yesterday. Like, you know, if Alan went away for a whole week and I was by myself in the condo with just my dog for seven days, I would have the time of my life. Not not because he wasn't necessarily there, right? Like, I love spending my time in my relationship, but, you know, I love my alone time once in a while right. too. Like, not, yeah. not like separation, but like, do your own things, be your own person, have your own hobbies, do all of those things. But,
1: and, and have other people in your life that support you. And right. because we are not saying that, um, you should spend all of your time with one person or that one person should be your everything. That is the opposite of what we're saying. <laughs> we, we love talking about community, you know, and supporting yourself in a lot of ways. We are just saying you shouldn't want to have to get away <laughs> from that person. <laughs> so, yes, we all need time alone, but it shouldn't be like, I would rather be without the person than with them. That That's where we're... <laughs> drawing a distinction here
0: <laughs> right if you have to make a shed full of <laughs> things that you like in the backyard and if you drink half of four bottles of wine every day just to forget the person you're in a relationship with dump them Ha! Oh. I got to put I got I got to do it dump them yeah. um, <laughs>
1: Andrew yeah. tries to get dump them into every episode and I'm consciously always trying to get to a point like <laughs> to prevent it I'm like oh wait, wait, wait let me let me say something sweet before he can say that <laughs>
0: Um, (laughs) all right so what do you do for relationship goals look for people who are Close to you doing great things and then emulate those things and ask people about the relationships as well. The really cool thing is if you see people in a happy, healthy relationship, most of the time they're not going to tell you it was just like some magical serendipity that got them there. They're going to say, oh, no, we talked about it. We made these decisions. We talked about rules like we set ourselves up for success like it's a pathway and yours is gonna look a little bit different, but you can start modeling what got people to a successful relationship. And at the same time, look at people who have toxic destructive relationships in your life and be like, what got them there you probably don't want to be like hey so why is your relationship so crap like you probably don't (laughs) want to ask them that question but you can look right and you can start to identify like oh this is a problem that i see in the relationship most of the time it's going to be about communication and most of the time it's going to be about like ownership of that other like you know oh like i own their time i own their sex i own their pleasure um and work away from those. Be like, all right, I don't want to end up in that toxic relationship where my partner calls me the ball and chain. Like, <laughs> it, it, it's offensive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Any final wise words for today's episode? Um, I originally titled like the questions that came in that I grouped together. I titled this Boomer Relationship Fails. Boomers, if you are listening, I I don't hate you. I'm not upset at you. I just think that all of the media that you've produced over the last 50 years is toxic for the development of relationships and you need to do better for us today. Thank you. (laughs) Spring.
1: <laughs> um, small ask. That's all that's all we're about on this show. Small ask.
0: <laughs> small ask. Just small. Just small. Like, just fix fifty years of media and all of these terrible relationships. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: um, yeah I think um I'm just going to say your homework for this week is to find a couple or a triad or a poly relationship um, in your circle that you think is um, something that you want to emulate in some way. And you might not want every aspect of that relationship, but some relationship that you find something, um, admirable in that, um, that makes you like smile in your heart and, and have a conversation with someone in that relationship to, um, to start to learn about it. So yeah, start, start moving toward realizing your own couple or triad or Let's just say hashtag relationship goals.
0: <laughs> hashtag relationship goals. Awesome. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Um, I really like this episode talking about happy relationship goals, and I got complimented. So thank you for the compliment, Spring. <laughs> but listeners, if you have any questions about this episode, any follow up questions, or any other questions about sex or relationships or anything in between, <laughs> We'd love to hear from you you can call us at 413 I wrap it uh, you can send us an email where the sex at gmail.com that's rap with a W. and you should definitely check out our social media on Instagram Twitter and Facebook at the sex wrap Thanks for listening bye everyone
1: for everything that you were too afraid to ask at home too embarrassed to ask at school or just too. Af- blah, 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 blah.
0: Music for this episode provided by the ever-elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglamour. A Sonic Universe.